Hello and welcome to the weekly message podcast from Crozet United Methodist Church in Crozet, Virginia. We invite you to join us in person any Sunday for our contemporary service at 9.30 a.m. or for a more traditional service at 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.crozetunitedmethodist.org for further information. We hope you enjoy this week's message from Crozet UMC. You know, one of the wonderful things about Christmas is that we have an opportunity to engage things that we might not normally do. And so I remember when we were talking about, hey, let's do a Charlie Brown-themed Christmas. There are some people who go, well, that's not biblical, and that's not of the church. Is that going to be okay? And as some of you have already said, well, yeah, we, we, can, we can do that. We absolutely can. But one of the interesting things is that I have always loved Charlie Brown Christmas. I've always been a big fan. My parents showed it to me. Uh, it premiered on nationwide television in 1965, which is a little before my time. But it premiered, and it was actually the first of the Peanuts characters' cartoons, animated series. And as they did this, Charles Schultz was convinced that it had to be done just this way. And he wanted to do things that were considered to be vastly irregular and radical. And so one of the first things he said is, I want to do this script. And he turned it over to the producers and the executives who wanted to pounce on the notoriety and the fame of the Peanuts cartoons. They wanted, they wanted to make a lot of money and have a lot of impact with this. And they said, you can't do this. And Charles Schultz said, why not? And they said, well, first of all, it's, it, it's too religious. You have Linus standing up and reading scripture. You can't do that. And Charles Schultz infamously said, if we don't do it, who will? And the executives didn't like hearing that because they wanted him to do the fun stuff, right? Do Snoopy, do the bird Woodstock, do the kids, you know, Charlie Brown misses the football. They knew what they wanted. But here was Charles Schultz pushing into unknown territory, which is precisely what God is constantly doing to those who worship God, pushing us into unseen territory. And not only that, but then he had some other radical, crazy ideas like, we're not going to do the popular music or the Christmas music that everybody's singing. We're going to do Vince Guaraldi jazz. <laughs> and the executive said, what? Nobody's listening to that. Nobody will want to hear that. Nobody is going to like Vince Guaraldi jazz. And Charles Schultz said, you want the peanuts? Jazz. And just when they thought that he couldn't possibly make this any worse than he did, he decided to do one more thing that was groundbreaking and that had never been done before. He decided that children should voice the characters. And the executive said, look, okay, you've got Jesus and scripture, and you've got this weird jazz, and now you want us to use kids to voice children? This is insane. We have to deal with kids and they touch things and they snot and then you have to get them to work and you have to get them to do this right. And kids can't emote. They can't ground these deep characters, deep characters. Charlie Brown can't kick a football. You don't have to go too deep for frustration. But he was insistent that we were going to have kids do this series. And I look back on it now and I think to myself, oh my gosh. How long did it take the church to realize that children had a place? 
How long did it take the church to realize that they have a voice and that they have a purpose and that this is their church and their Jesus too? And Charles Schultz was battling for that in 1965, that kids be allowed to use their voice and their gifts and their perspective in order to bring to life a story worth telling. And so he fought for it and he got it. And the kids became the voice actors and they changed the way we think about cartoons. They changed the way that we think about the Peanuts characters. They used to be two-dimensional and very flat and still and suddenly they had voice and emotion and personhood. And it was a good thing because they were going to say things that were radical in that TV show. They were going to do things that still astound us when we watch it decades and decades later. And I remember, like I told the kids at children's time, I remember watching it and critical thinking me goes, there's no way that this tree becomes that tree. There's just no, this is, thank goodness for animation. If I had known about CGI back then, I would have been like, you got to CGI that hardcore in order to make that work. But instead, this morning I was standing in, in my bathroom getting ready and I was thinking about it and I looked in the mirror and I thought, you know what? There have been so many times in my life where I was this tree. God took a really awkward socially awkward, shy 17-year-old and said, I'm going to make you into a pastor. Now I'm still socially awkward and I have moments of shyness when I'm asleep. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things where God saw, you know, where, where I was a little crooked and God helped me to realize how to stand upright and righteous before the Lord. And God recognized that there were things that were a part of who I was that made me weak or, or not quite a good fit for what God wanted me to do. And God said, you know what? It's okay, because I'm going to fill in your bare spots. And that's precisely what the Apostle Paul said. In my weakness, God is revealing God's power and God's strength. And that's really a lesson that I didn't get till this morning, and I have watched... I have watched this so many times. I have seen it so many times. I can, I can quote it for you. I can do the kids dance. <laughs> I sometimes do it when no one's around or when people are because I'm shy. And one of the things that I, I notice as I watch this show over and over again is that there is something so powerful about the moment when Linus answers Charlie Brown and he says, can anybody tell me what Christmas is really about? Can anybody tell me? Because my feelings don't resonate with what everybody else is singing about and doing. And I feel like I don't fit. That because I am different, I feel like that I'm not part of this season, this most wonderful time of the year. I feel broken. I feel ostracized. And I feel like I am just not right. And can somebody please tell me what the point is of all of this? And Linus says, I can tell you. And he walks out in the middle of this cartoon stage and everything goes dark and the spotlight comes on him. And he does something truly astounding. He just reads the gospel account of Luke chapter 2. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And he proceeds to just read scripture. And it's a mic drop kind of moment. When he's done, he walks off the stage and he walks right up to Charlie Brown. He says, that's what Christmas is about, Charlie Brown. Christmas is about the day that our Lord and Savior looked at all of us looked at us and saw not a bare tree that's crooked that can't hold up one ornament in grace and glory, but saw an entire field, a world of trees that can be transformed to reveal the glory of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, and to testify to the beauty of Christmas Day. 
And when we as Christians decide to let God do this to us and allow us to be part of telling that story, then what we discover is that Charles Schultz wasn't just a genius. He wasn't just an artist. He wasn't just someone who changed the cultural fabric of the United States. He was an evangelist. He fought for and received a nationwide podium. Some of us might call it a pulpit. And from there, he dared to read scripture. And they have done it every year since. And it was brilliant because there are some people that listening to Linus recount Luke chapter 2, that's the only scripture they get all year. And what do they hear? That unto us a Savior is born who is Christ the Lord. And it starts with that. That's what Emmanuel means. God is with us. And if we recognize that on Christmas Day that God is truly with us, then there is no shyness, no awkwardness, no weakness, no sin, no frailness, no fissures, no fractures, no brokenness, no infallibility that can get over us. We are able to triumph over everything. And that's what Christmas reminds us, is that God looked down and said, you know what, they're not so bad, really. They just need a little love. And so God has given us that. And for some of us, that love looks like forgiveness. And for some of us, that love looks like redemption. For some of us, that love looks like love. Truly being loved in an unparalleled way like we have never been loved before. And when Christmas comes and we wake up in the morning and we feel this joy and we're celebrating with our loved ones or we gather here for worship and we sing the songs that people have been singing for generations now about the coming of Christ, we are reminded that all of this is for us. It is for us. That God has done something truly amazing and awesome for us. And it doesn't run on D-cells, and it doesn't have to fit properly. We don't have to exchange it for the correct size. It is right for every person, every time. And I've been on earth long enough to know that the things that really used to excite me when I was a kid are not what's on my Christmas list anymore. And the things that I used to think that I was going to want, they're not on my list either. But the best thing that I get for Christmas is the opportunity to see people worship and adore Christ the Lord. That's the best part. And when Linus chose to speak Luke chapter 2, he tells about the shepherds and the ingenuity of that. He talks about the first people that weren't part of it. Right? I read you the scripture today where God had ordained that Joseph and Mary would be part of the story. God had ordained that the angels would be vocal about the arrival of Christ the Lord. God had ordained all that. The shepherds were just people minding their business. The shepherds were people that were trying to grind out a living. They were out in the fields. They were trying to do what they're supposed to do. They weren't thinking about anything but their survival and their duty. Just making it through. And then all of a sudden... God says, hey, I've got a gift for you. And the first Christmas present was their ability to see, to experience and to go and to look with their own eyes and hear with their own ears and be in close proximity to God. Most of us are going to have to die to replicate that. And they got to live and see it and tell. And their message is what Linus 
shares, not only with the other Peanuts characters, but with us and everyone who tunes in to watch that program, that we have the opportunity to be the shepherds. And today, you came here and you are shepherds. You are those who chose to come and see. The invitation was there and you responded. And here's the good news, that because you have come, God sees you too. They were some of the first people that Christ looked upon. What an incredible gift that was, to be there and to see God in human form looking at you and recognizing you. What an incredible Christmas gift that must have been. And one day, all of us will have that opportunity. All of us will stand before the risen Lord on the throne as he is ushering us into the kingdom to come. And for the first time, we will see him, just like those shepherds did so many thousands of years ago. And I hope and pray that it will bring forth in us the same kind of joy and excitement that these kids have when they wake up on the, in Christmas morning that the same kind of overwhelming and overpowering excitement will erupt from all of us. And that by then, our new spiritual bodies can handle all of that excitement. Because I know for some of us, we're like, is it nap time yet? <coughs> but I promise you one thing, that I have been doing this for quite a while. I have been preaching about Christmas for, oh my gosh, 13 years. It never gets old. There's always something new. Just when I think I know every piece of straw, I know every curvature of the characters, just when I think I could draw this for you from memory, God shows me something new. Christmas, God wants to show you something new. Some mistake that God is willing to forgive, some sin that God is going to help you let go of, some relationship God wants to help reconcile for you some incredible sign of love that God wants to shower upon you. That's what Christmas is. And Charles Schultz got it. Linus got it. I hope this is the year that we all get it too. May it be so. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you found the message meaningful, and we invite you to join us in person as we gather for worship at Crozet United Methodist Church every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.crozetunitedmethodist.org to learn about ways you can connect with God and your neighbors through the ministries of Crozet UMC. Have a great week.